Start at home. <laughs> Leave your parents smoke alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talking about the green. Indoor, outdoor, same green. And I love the weed. Weed, weed. I love weed. I love weed, and I love the weed. Yes, we are in California, the place we plant the indica. Proposition 215, it's a medical need. Tell them out. You call it marijuana in Jamaica, we call it cancer. Listen to the ganja song, I gotta smoke my bong. Weed, weed, I love weed. My ganja bag is empty. Hemp me, hemp me. My ganja bag should be plenty. Proposition 215. It's a medical need. She needs the weed. Yes, she really needs the weed. I Plus, Simply Learn are here to shape the career you have always wanted. Jan Ho, be me virgin girl. Jan Ho, be me virgin girl. Me love is see ya when I hear full of girl. Anyway she got people love her in the world. She don't worship diamonds, she don't worship pearl. Jan Ho, be me virgin girl. Jan Ho,
happy me virgin girl. Bow a do them, bow a do them, them, them. Bow a do them, bow a do them, them, them. I'm in on the O, I'm in on no O, O. In on the O, I'm in on no O, O. Bidi bidi bang bang, giddy bang bang, giddy men. Bidi bidi bang bang, giddy bang bang, giddy men. Bandit bidi bang bang, giddy men, then giddy men, then then. Giddy bang bang, giddy men, then giddy men, then then. This is how we a walk and this is how we a talk. She a wear roach and I'm me a wear glass. We hug up and pass in a sunshade glass. And it's all after that we got a Kingston Park. Hey, holy people just a start to laugh. She too short and I'm me too tall. She too short and I'm me too tall. Hey, bow a do them, bow a do them, them, them. Hey, bow a do them, bow a do them, them, them. Come in on the boat. No no oh oh, I'm in no no oh, I'm in no no oh oh. Me say me love a fi me virgin girl. Me say me love a fi me virgin girl. Then oh, me really love her so. Then oh, me really love her so. Me love to see her when she walk and pose. Fancy robes to match her clothes. Then oh, fi me virgin girl. Then oh. I feel me virgin girl. Me love to see her when I hear full of pearl. Anywhere she go, people love her in the world. She don't worship diamonds, she don't worship pearls. Then oh, I feel me virgin girl. I wear that, wear that, wear that, den den den. I wado dem, I wado dem, dem dem. Come in on the O, come in on the O O. No no O, I'm in the no O O. We take a walk for a Kingston Mall. Holy papi pull us a tattoo. Because I see too short and I'm too tall. See too short and I'm too tall. Hey, kawado dem, kawado dem, dem dem. Kawado dem, kawado dem, dem dem. Come in on the O, come in on the O, come in on the O. I am Baptiste Loiseau, the solo master of Remy Martin. There's a whole team working with me, instilling our passion, our savoir-faire, and our excellence. Together, we continue the legacy of Rémi Martin.
the ground Oh shit, take a little trip with me, baby Take a little trip, take a little trip Take a little trip with me sudden this feel dang all up in my grill whoa what the fuck someone just grabbed my ass whoa as a few women walk by you know what I'm saying dang it's good for me I love it I miss those days dang
If you want to build an online business, especially if you want it to be passive, here's the deal. Don't click the button. I dare you. Do not click any link. Chris and Mark. They've both heard of Bitcoin and Ethereum. 
But while Chris is using eToro to trade top cryptocurrencies... Cougar. Thanks, Maverick. Maverick, Goose, come in here. What the hell's going on? I don't know. Maverick, you just did an incredibly brave thing. What you should have done was land your plane. You don't own that plane, the taxpayers do. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. You've been busted, you lost your qualifications as section leader three times, put in hack twice by me. With a history of high-speed passes over five air-controlled towers and one admiral's daughter. And you, asshole, you're lucky to be here. Thank you, sir. And let's not bullshit, Maverick. Your family name ain't the best in the Navy. You need to be doing it better and cleaner than the other guy. Now, what is it with you? Just want to serve my country. Be the best fighter pilot in the Navy, sir. Don't screw around with me, Maverick. You're a hell of an instinctive pilot. Maybe too good. I'd like to bust your butt, but I can't. I got another problem here. I got to send somebody from this squadron to Miramar. I gotta do something here. I, I, I still can't believe it. I gotta give you your dream shot. I'm gonna send you up against the best. You two characters are going to Top Gun. For five weeks, you're gonna fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You were number two. Cougar was number one. Cougar lost it, turned in his wings. You guys are number one. But you remember one thing. You screw up just this much. You'll be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. Yes, sir. That is all. You tell me. That is all. You tell me about the mix some other time. Gentlemen. Good luck, gentlemen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. from your customers? Podium makes it as easy as sending a text. Even better, it's free.
Fundrise, real estate investing is simpler and smarter than ever before. Join the community of over 100. We'd like to slow the tempo down just a little bit and do a ballad. We do hope you remember it. One called All I Have to Do is Dream.
so being a trader can really suck at times, especially if you're losing a lot of money or trade after trade. Uno, dos, one, two, tres, cuatro.
Now here it goes. I was just talking to DJ YJ, telling her, hey, leave this trash right here. I'll pick it up. Don't worry about it. She's like, I go outside. I go outside. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll pick up the motherfucking trash and throw it in the trash later. I don't need to right now. Leave me alone. I'm doing the jams. Let's get it on the brain. Do you know how to catch a fake guru? Well, let me tell you if you don't already know. You actually ask them to build your business for you because guess what? This song goes out to the men and women who exemplify the words honor, courage, and commitment. They are the few. They are the proud. They are the United States Marines. Simplify, my brothers and sisters. Simplify. Message real quick. We'll be right back. Don't go away, bitches. What's up? What's up? What's up? This is season one dispatch. Season one, episode one dispatch for the sandbox. All y'all out there, this show is for you every single day. Every single day.
from this day forward i'm hooking you guys up no matter who you guys are down at you know you know who you guys are i don't have to say nada don't have to say where you at you guys just know who you are it's all good we got you covered so we're gonna play some tunes for you while you down in the dumps feeling down sometimes Missing your wife, missing your kids, missing your mommy, missing your daddy, missing your friends, missing your girlfriend who's getting fucked. Sorry, she gotta get some dickin'. Sorry, she getting dickin'. Sorry, she's just getting dickin'. I didn't mean, I didn't mean no disrespect, but damn, you know. But then there's some other ones that are, you know, loyal to the ding, a ling. You know, that's cool. I hope you got one of them. You know, I hope you don't got that one that's, you know, open for business when, when the, the man's away. You know how they are. And all them boys that are fucking somebody else's girl, shame on you, bitches. I wish I could take every single man who been shaming and spank him with my hand on live on video, one by one with my bare hand, bap, 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 spanking your asses. Big ass long row of silly motherfuckers. Bunch of sinners. I just walk by. Bap. Slap your ass. Bap. Next. Bap. Slap your ass. Bap. Next. Slap your ass. Bap. You know what I'm talking about? I'll just slap your fucking ass. But meanwhile, we're not supposed to be here talking to me about, you know. We just heard that hymn. That, that military marine hymn. Did you guys hear that shit? You know. That was just like, you know, some jam that some guy did. That was badass. I should find out who did that. I will find out later in the broadcast. But now we're going to go paint it black, full metal jacket version. Let's do it.
fade to black. Yeah. Yeah. Fade it, fade it, fade it, fade to black. Get it. Oh, you are the fucking brain. And you fucking love it. Yeah. Damn, what happened? Oh, we're going to Metallica for whom the bell tolls. We're going to do that. Um, yeah, but first, I'm going to let you guys know on a little secret. You know, my father was in the Vietnam War, my real dad. But my other father, he's a truck driver. He's awesome, too. Don't don't get me wrong. I, I love both dads. You know what I'm saying? But my dad, my biological father, he has red hair. I don't have red hair. My brother has red hair, but I don't. I'm Irish. I got some Irish, and we got some Native American, you know. But meanwhile, you know, uh, yeah, so don't don't hate me when, you know, you say stuff like, hey, he never been in the military. I didn't have to, motherfucker. My dad was in the Vietnam War. He's in the Vietnam War so deep, he didn't even tell me about it. He doesn't even talk to me about it. And I'm 46 years old, motherfucker. So don't give me no shit when my dad didn't go through the shit for all y'all freedom motherfuckers, all those motherfuckers that help fight in Laos, those Laotians. Ooh, you good. Vietnam, Kong, fuck y'all. You know, Ho Chi Minh, suck my cock. Let's get it on. Metallica, baby. On the brain, sandbox version. Let's do it. Terrible, right? Oh man. Okay, let's find it. That's fucked up. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Oh, I just fucked it up. Let's find another one. Let's do Master of Puppets. Fuck it. Let's do it. You know, so when you sign that contract, you're the master of the puppets, motherfuckers. You guys just gotta deal with it. You just gotta go with the flow. You know, your superiors, they know what they're doing. They good. So if you go in deep into the shit, you're covered because, you know, I got them angels hooking you up. The angels be hooking you motherfuckers up. I be praying for all y'all niggas in the sandbox every single day. Don't even trip. You guys are good. You guys got them angels kicking it. You guys are good. So when you guys do go out on your missions, do your thing, you know, just just fucking focus like a ninja. Don't think about anything else. Focus like the ninja. Listen, smell. If you smell some stanky, you know what I'm talking about. You know, they're near, so, you know, you got smell. <laughs> but meanwhile, let's get back to it. 
the brain eac but meanwhile master of puppets baby we're gonna do a remastered version oh financial freedom that'd be nice right guys but you know we cool let's do it
Mr. Mr. Master. <laughs> you yeah, signed the contract, not me, brothers and sisters and others. You know. Hey, if you guys have one of them piles, you know, remember Full Metal Jacket, the film, the 1987 motion picture? Full Metal Jacket. Remember that film? Remember the scene where Pile does his greatest hour? If you guys see one of them types, them Pile types, make sure you be nice to them. Because you don't want them to do what Pile's about to do right here on the brain. If you're still trying to figure out how to start an online business or how to get people to actually buy from you over the internet, I have some really good news for you that...
we'll both be in a world of shit. I am in a world in a world of shit.
Christian when you were a child?
We'll be right back after this commercial break. Don't go away, guys. We got plenty of stuff. We got a sheepdog speech from American Sniper, the motion picture. Remember, Chris Kyle? God rest that man. So, woo! That guy was badass. Not saying that you guys aren't a badass. I'm sure you guys are badass in your own way. You know how it is. But damn. All right, let's be right back. All right, as promised, sheepdog speech from American Sniper, the film, baby. Let's do it. Brainwash Radio, baby. Sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs. Some people prefer to believe that evil doesn't exist. There's three types of people in this world. Sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs. Some people prefer to believe that evil doesn't exist in the world. Even if ever dark. There's three types of people in this world. Sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs. Some people prefer to believe that evil doesn't exist in the world. Even if ever dark on their doorstep, they wouldn't know how to protect themselves. Those are the sheep. And then you've got predators. They use violence to prey on the weak. They're the wolves. And then there are those who... Wolves. And then there are those who... been blessed with the gift of aggression and the overpowering need to protect the flock. These men are the rare breed live to confront the wolf. They are the sheepdog. People in this world. Sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs. Some people prefer to believe that evil doesn't exist in the world. And that if ever dark on their doorstep, they wouldn't know how to protect themselves. Those are the sheep. And then you got predators. They use violence to prey on the weak. They're the wolves. And then there are those who have been blessed with the gift of aggression and the overpowering need to protect the flock. These men are the rare breed live to confront the wolf. They are the sheepdog. And we're not raising any sheep in this family. And I will whoop your ass if you turn into a wolf. protect our own. If someone tries to fight you or tries to bully your little brother, you have my permission to finish him. The guy was picking on Jeff. Is that true? Yes, sir. Yes, he was. Did you finish it? There are three types of people in this world. Sheep, Wolves and sheepdogs. Now, some people prefer to believe that evil doesn't exist in the world. And that if ever dark on their doorstep, they wouldn't know how to protect themselves. Those are the sheep. And then you got predators. They use violence to prey on the weak. They're the wolves. And then there are those who have been blessed with the gift of aggression and the overpowering need to protect the flock. These men are the rare breed live to confront the wolf. They are the sheepdog. And we're not raising any sheep in this family. 
and I will whoop your ass if you turn into a wolf. Dang. But we protect our own. I agree with one thing that's been said. It is about how good you look. These cameras make my butt look fucking awesome. I see a whole bunch of do-rags. That motivates the shit out of me. Fucking professional. Why professional? Is that what we're called? I think y'all are some crazy goddamn motherfuckers. <laughs> Not one speech. Now, we've been talking about this. I'm kind of upset about the general speech. I'm kind of upset. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking professional. Why professional? Is that what we're called? I think y'all are some crazy goddamn motherfuckers. <laughs> Not one speech. Now, we've been talking about this. I'm kind of upset about the general speech. I'm kind of upset about the high commander's speech. I haven't got any fucking goosebumps yet. <laughs> Have y'all been motivated about this? Oh. I know y'all figured out another secret that the Marine Corps has. We don't tell you shit, and we play games. <laughs> Man, I knew we were leaving tonight fucking seven months ago. <laughs> I didn't tell y'all because we want you to get fucking pissed off. You might be envisioning us when you kill the enemy. But motherfucker, you're going to be pissed. <laughs> Martian. Fuck that. <laughs> what do y'all want to hear? Y'all want to hear the white sleeves? Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. doing the fucking white sleeve. <laughs> we gotta fucking step across this parade deck and it's goddamn cold. I'm not doing that shit. Donchez, I don't like you. <laughs> the white sleeve, that's too long. Y'all know John Glenn's speech, right? Did I tell you that yet? Alright, we'll do that. We'll do that real quick. <laughs> who knows who John Glenn is? Hey, ain't got time. John Glenn. John Glenn, first American to orbit the Earth in space. Killed. Was, was a senator for the state of Ohio. Oldest man to go back up into space because he's a PT god. Before all of that, he was a fucking Marine. An air winger, though. A pilot. <laughs> right, Captain Smith? Right on that camera. Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> John Glenn, 1974, ran for Senate against a, against a politician named Howard Metzenbaum. Howard Metzenbaum was a sorry motherfucker. John Glenn, at this point, was a Marine, first American to orbit the Earth in space. Howard Metzenbaum asked him, how can you run for Senate when you never held a job? What the fuck would you do if somebody said that shit to you? Kill. Now, I'm going to change a little bit of this. I can. It's my world. John Glenn said, is that right? I served 23 years in the United States Marine Corps. I fought through two wars. I flew 149 missions. My plane was hit by an aircraft fire on 12 different occasions. I was in the space program. It wasn't my job. It was my life that was on the line. And this wasn't a 9-to-5 job where I could take time off to take the daily cash receipts to the bank. I asked you to come with me as I went the other day to a veterans hospital. And you stand there. You look at those men with their mangled bodies. You look them in the eye and tell them that they never held a job. You come with me and visit any gold star mother. You look her in the eye and tell her her... This wasn't a 9-to-5 job where I could take time off to take the daily cash receipts to the bank. I asked you to 
come with me as I went the other day to a veteran's hospital, and you stand there, you look at those men with their mangled bodies, you look them in the eye and tell them that they never held a job. You come with me and visit any gold star mother. You look her in the eye and tell her her son never held a job. You come with me to the space program and visit the widows and the orphans of Ed White, Gus Grissom, and Roger Chafee. And you look those kids in the eye and tell them that their dads never held a job. You come with me on this Memorial Day weekend coming up to Arlington National Cemetery where I got more friends than I'd like to remember. And you stand there. You watch those waving flags. You think about this nation and you tell me that those people never held a job. Fuck! I'll tell you, Howard Metzenbaum, you should be on your knees every day of some men who have held a job. And they required a dedication of purpose, a love of country, and a dedication to duty that was more important than life itself. Their self-sacrifice is what made this country fucking possible. Isn't that badass? <laughs> Fuck you all. Isn't that badass? <laughs> Hey, Roger, that hope here. Are you motivated? <laughs> right, quiet professional. Fuck all that. Fuck all. <laughs> Fuck you all. Isn't that bad? <laughs> hey, Roger, that hope here. Are you motivated? <laughs> I see you're new. <laughs> right, quiet professional. Fuck all that. Fuck all this talk about doing what you've been trained to do. You all know damn well you get out there and you fucking do shit because of the Marine to your left and the Marine to your fucking right. God, country, and core don't matter at that fucking point. Let the Taliban throw the fucking women and children in front. We won't shoot. We'll just fucking creep out around them with a cup of coffee, slap them on the fucking shoulder and say, what the fuck is your problem, bitch? <laughs> fuck them. Let them try to fight the United States Marine Corps. What the fuck is wrong with their... The stupid motherfucker! <laughs> Shoot at me! Bring the AA gun down, bitch! Let's fucking do this! <laughs> You're gonna do puppy. Slap him on the fucking shoulder and say, What the fuck is your problem, bitch? <laughs> fuck them! Let them try to fight the United Corps Conventional! What the fuck is wrong with their. The stupid motherfucker! <laughs> Shoot at me! Bring the AA gun down, bitch! Let's fucking do this! <laughs> You're gonna do what you need to do for fucking each other, not for anybody else. And it's tomorrow, or maybe in a couple days, it might take a little bit longer than that. The people of Mars will be on their knees every day of their fucking life, thanking God that angry. The string has been cut loose. They can't fucking us now! <laughs> what the fuck are they gonna do now? You're gonna do what you need to do for fucking each other, not for anybody else. And it's tomorrow, or maybe in a couple days, it might take a little bit longer than that. The people of Mars will be on their knees every day of their fucking life, thanking God that angry. The string has been cut loose. They can't fucking stop us now! What the fuck are they gonna do now? Shit, fuck you, get up. <laughs> that angry... The string has been cut loose. They can't fucking stop us now! What the fuck are they gonna do now? Shit, fuck you, get up. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
We're about to get real deep for all y'all in the sandbox. I hope you're really listening because this is going to get deep in your asshole. There was a lawyer once. His name was Francis Scott Key. He penned a song that I'm sure you're aware of. You've seen it. It's in most hymnals throughout our churches. It's called the National Anthem. It is our song as an American. We go, however, to a ball game, we stand in our church services, and we sing the words of that song, and they float over our minds and our lips, and we don't even realize what we're singing. Most of us have memorized it as a child, but we've never really thought about what it means. Let me tell you a story. Francis Scott Key was a lawyer in Baltimore. The colonies were engaged in vicious conflict with the mother country, Britain. Because of this conflict and the protractedness of it, they had accumulated prisoners on both sides. The American colonies had prisoners and the British had prisoners. And the American government initiated a move. They went to the British and they said, let us negotiate for the release of these prisoners. They said, we want to send a man out to discuss this with you. They were holding the American prisoners in boats about a thousand yards offshore. And they said, we want to send a man by the name of Francis Scott Key. He will come out and negotiate to see if we can make a mutual exchange. On the appointed day in a rowboat, he went out to this boat and he negotiated with the British officials. And they reached a conclusion that men could be exchanged on a one-for-one basis. Francis Scott Key, jubilant with the fact that he'd been successful, went down below in the boats and what he found was a cargo hold full of humanity, men. And he said, men, I've got news for you tonight, you're free. He said, tonight I have negotiated successfully your return to the colonies. He said, you'll be taken out of this boat, out of this filth, out of your chains. As he went back up on board to arrange for their passage to the shore, the admiral came and he said, we have a slight problem. He said, we will still honor our commitment to release these men, but it'll be merely academic after tonight. It won't matter. And Francis Scott Key said, what do you mean? He said, well, Mr. Key, he said, tonight we have laid an ultimatum upon the colonies. Your people will either capitulate and lay down the colors of that flag that you think so much of, or you see that fort right over there, Fort Henry? He said, we're going to remove it from the face of the earth. He said, how are you going to do that? He said, if you will, scan the horizon of the sea. And as he looked... He could see hundreds of little dots. And he said, that's the entire British war fleet. He said, all of the gunpowder, all of the armament is being called upon to demolish that fort. It will be here within striking distance in a matter of about two and a half hours. He said, the war is over. These men would be free anyway. He said, you can't shell that fort. He said, that's, that's a large fort. He said, it's full of women and children. He says, it's predominantly not a military fort. He said, don't worry about it. They said, we've left them a way out. And he said, what's that? He said, do you see that flag way up on the rampart? He said, we have told them that if they will lower that flag, the shelling will stop immediately. And we'll know that they've surrendered. And you'll now be under British rule. Francis Scott Key went down below and told the men what was about to happen. And they said, how many ships? He said, hundreds. 
The ships got closer. Francis Scott Key went back up on top and he said, men, I'll shout down to you what's going on as we watch. He said, we have told them that if they will lower that flag, the shelling will stop immediately. And we'll know that they've surrendered and you'll now be under British rule. Francis Scott Key went down below and told the men what was about to happen. And they said, how many ships? He said, hundreds. The ships got closer. Francis Scott Key went back up on top and he said, men, I'll shout down to you what's going on as we watch. As twilight began to fall and as the haze hung over the ocean as it does at sunset, suddenly the British war fleet unleashed. He says, the sound was deafening. There were so many guns that there were no reliefs. He said, it was absolutely impossible to talk or hear. He said, suddenly the sky, although dark, was suddenly lit. And he says, from down below, all he could hear the men, the prisoners saying was, tell us where the flag is. What have they done with the flag? Is the flag still flying over the rampart? Tell us. One hour, two hours, three hours into the shelling. Every time the bomb would explode and it would be close to the flag, they could see the flag in the illuminated red glare of that bomb. And Francis Scott Key would report down to the men below, it's still up. It's not down. The Admiral came and he said, your people are insane. He said, what's the matter with them? He said, don't they understand this is an impossible situation? Stand, this is an impossible situation? Francis Scott Key said, he remembered what George Washington had said. He said, the thing that sets the American Christian apart from all other people in the world is he will die on his feet before he'll live on his knees. Francis Scott Key said he remembered what George Washington had said. He said the thing that sets the American Christian apart from all other people in the world is he will die on his feet before he'll live on his knees. The Admiral said we have now instructed all of the guns to focus on the rampart to take that flag down. He said we don't understand something. Our reconnaissance tells us that that flag has been hit directly again and again and again, and yet it's still flying. We don't understand that. But he said, now we're about to bring every gun for the next three hours to bear on that point. Francis Scott Key said the barrage was unmerciful. All that he could hear was the men down below praying. The prayer. God keep that flag flying where we last saw it. Sunrise came. He said there was a heavy mist hanging over the land, but the rampart was tall enough. There stood the flag, completely nondescript, in shreds. The flagpole itself was at a crazy angle. The flag was still at the top. Francis Scott Key went aboard and immediately went into Fort Henry to see what had happened. 
what he found had happened was that that flagpole and that flag had suffered repetitious direct hits. And when hit had fallen, but men, fathers, who knew what it meant for that flag to be on the ground, although knowing that all of the British guns were trained on it, walked over and held it up humanly until they died. Their bodies were removed and others took their place. Francis Scott Key said what held that flagpole in place at that unusual angle were patriots' bodies. He penned the song, Oh say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming. Or the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that the flag was still there. Oh say does that star-spangled banner yet fly and wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave. The debt was demanded, the price it was paid. Oh, say, can you see by the gods light what so proud At the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars Through the perilous fight O'er the ramparts we watch so gallantly streaming and the rockets breaking the bombs bursting in air through the night that our flag Oh, say does that start 
I gotta say so I hope you guys listen to that blessed is this nation who is God is the Lord that's Psalms 33 verse 12 baby now we're gonna go to Toby Keith American soldier um, this is dedicated to Lisa Marie what's up girl hope you're doing grand hope you're smiling hope you're doing grand all y'all all y'all in the sandbox keep everybody good uh, here we go we're about to jam some Toby Keith Let's do it. On the brain. Washed radio. Yeah, baby. I'm just trying to be a father, raise a daughter and a son, be a lover to their mother, everything to everyone, up and at them bright and early, I'm all business in my suit, yeah I'm dressed up for success, from my head down to my boots, I don't do it for the money, there's bills that I can't pay. I don't do it for the glory, I just do it anyway. Providing for our futures, my responsibility. Yeah, I'm real good under pressure, being all that I can be. I can't call in sick on Mondays when the weekend's been too strong. I just work straight through the holidays, sometimes all night long. You can bet that I stand ready When the wolf growls at the door Hey, I'm solid, hey, I'm steady Hey, I'm true down to the core And I will always do my duty No matter what the price I've counted up the cost I know the sacrifice Oh, and I don't want to die for you But if dying's asking me Don't come free I'm an American soldier An American Beside my brothers and my sisters I will proudly take a stand When liberty's in jeopardy I will always do what's right I'm out here on the front line Sleeping keys tonight American soldier American soldier, 
an American Get some Paul Harvey, we the people right now. Let's do it, Brainwash Radio. Americans, the how and the why of our beloved republic are so much better known and understood than the who. The United States of America was born in 1776, but it was conceived 169 years before that. The earliest settlers had watered the New World with much sweat. They had built substantial holdings for themselves, for their families. And when the time came to separate themselves from a tyranny an ocean away, at best it meant starting all over again after the ravages of war. Researching what you're about to hear, gave a whole new dimension to my reverence for our nation's first citizens. All others of the world's revolutions, before and since, were initiated by men who had nothing to lose. Nothing to... Isn't that amazing? Nothing to lose. Lose. Our founders had everything to lose and nothing to gain. Except one thing. Hey ladies, if 2020 had your finances riding the struggle bus, then don't scroll away because I'm about to share the number one way that savvy investors like us are getting off that struggle bus for good. I'm talking core. Americans, I'm Paul Harvey. You remember the cherry tree fiction. A long time after you have forgotten the more earth-shaking history-making episodes in the life of George Washington. You have misplaced in your memory the details of Ben Franklin's statesmanship, but you remember his flying a kite. Joyce Kilmer was a great military hero. But the only thing you personally recall about him is his poetic tribute to trees. Maybe of this current decade, that which will be remembered best will not be its wars and its moon rockets or its crumbling frontiers or the giants who lived and died. Maybe all that will survive to linger in the day-by-day vocabulary of generations yet unborn may be the, the songs of a Memphis minstrel or the reincarnation of electric automobiles. But for any eve of the 4th of July, I, Paul Harvey, do herewith bequeath unto you something to remember. You may not be able to quote one line from the Declaration of Independence at this moment. Henceforth, you'll always be able to quote at least one line. It's in the last paragraph where you will recall when I remind you, it says, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, 
and our sacred honor. In the Pennsylvania State House that's now called Independence Hall in Philadelphia, the best men from each of the colonies sat down together. This was a very fortunate hour in our nation's history, one of those rare occasions in the lives of men when we had greatness to spare. These were men of means, well-educated, 24 were lawyers and jurists, nine were farmers, owners of large plantations. On June 11, a committee sat down to draw up a declaration of independence. We were going to tell the British fatherland, no more rule by redcoats. Below the dam of ruthless foreign rule, the stream of freedom was running shallow and muddy. And we were going to light the fuse to dynamite that dam. This pact, as Burke later put it, was a partnership between the living and the dead and the yet unborn. There was no bigotry. There was no demagoguery in this group. All had shared hardships. Jefferson finished a draft of the document in 17 days. Congress adopted it in July, and so much is familiar history. But now, King George III had denounced all rebels in America as traitors. Punishment for treason was hanging. The names now so familiar to you from the several signatures on that Declaration of Independence, the names were kept secret for six months for each knew the full meaning of that magnificent last paragraph in which his signature pledged his life, his fortune, and his sacred honor. Fifty-six men placed their names beneath that pledge. Fifty-six men knew when they signed that they were risking everything. They knew if they won this fight, the best they could expect would be years of hardship in a struggling nation. And if they lost, they'd face a hangman's rope. But they signed the pledge. And here is the documented fate of that gallant 56. Carter Braxton of Virginia, wealthy planter, trader, saw his ships swept from the seas. To pay his debts, he lost his home and all of his properties and died in rags. Thomas Lynch Jr., who signed that pledge, was a third generation rice grower, aristocrat, large plantation owner. After he signed, his health failed, his wife and he set out for France to regain his failing health. Their ship never got to France, was never heard from again. Thomas McKean of Delaware was so harassed by the enemy that he was forced to move his family five times in five months. He served in Congress without pay, his family in poverty and in hiding. Vandals looted the properties of Ellery and Clymer and Hall and Gwinnett and Walton and Hayward and Rutledge and Middleton. Thomas Nelson, Jr. of Virginia, raised $2 million on his own signature to provision our allies, the French fleet. After the war, he personally paid back the loans, wiped out his entire estate, and he was never reimbursed by his government. In the final battle for Yorktown, he, Nelson, urged General Washington to fire on his, Nelson's own home, which was occupied by Cornwallis. It was destroyed. Thomas Nelson, Jr. had pledged his life, his fortune, and his sacred honor. The Hessians seized the home of Francis Hopkinson of New Jersey. Francis Lewis had his home and everything destroyed, his wife imprisoned. She died within a few months. Richard Stockton, who signed that declaration, was captured, mistreated. His health broken to the extent that he died at 51. His estate was pillaged. Thomas Hayward Jr. was captured when Charleston fell. 
John Hart was driven from his wife's bedside while she was dying. Their 13 children fled in all directions for their lives. His fields and grist mill were laid waste. For more than a year, he lived in forests and caves and returned home after the war to find his wife dead, his children gone, his properties gone. And he died a few weeks later of exhaustion and a broken heart. Lewis Morris saw his land destroyed, his family scattered. Philip Livingston died within a few months from the hardships of the war. John Hancock, history remembers best due to a quirk of fate rather than anything he stood for, that great sweeping signature attesting to his vanity towers over the others. One of the wealthiest men in New England. And yet he stood outside Boston one terrible night of the war. And he said, burn Boston, though it makes John Hancock a beggar, if the public good requires it. So he too lived up to the pledge. Of the 56, few were long to survive. Five were captured by the British and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes from Rhode Island to Charleston sacked, looted, occupied by the enemy or burned. Two lost their sons in the army. One had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 died in the war from its hardships or from its more merciful bullets. I don't know what impression you had had of the men who met that summer in Philadelphia. But I think it's important that we remember this about them. They were not poor men. They were not wild-eyed pirates. These were men of means. They were rich men, most of them, and had enjoyed much ease and luxury in their personal living. Not hungry men, certainly not terrorists, not irresponsible malcontents, not fanatical incendiaries. These men were prosperous men, wealthy landowners. They were substantially secure in their prosperity. They had everything to lose. But they considered liberty, and this is as much as I shall say of it. They had learned that liberty is so much more important than security, that they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And they fooled. But they considered liberty, and this is as much as I shall say of it. They had learned that liberty is so much more important than security, that they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. They had everything to lose. But they considered liberty, and this is as much as I shall say of it. They had learned that liberty is so much more important than security, that they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. And they fulfilled their pledge. They paid the price. And freedom was born. So there was a point in my life where I was actually 100,000... We'll be right back after a message. I hope you guys really listened. I know all your superiors are. Don't go away, guys. We're going to continue on in about, uh, let's see, uh, 
0200 hours, so that's 2 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Los Angeles. Don't go away. Uh, go get some fucking coffee. Go get some freaking water. Go get some chips or whatever you guys are allowed to get. Um, don't break any rules, and we'll be right back. Yeah, baby, don't go away. <laughs>